Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't end. Uh, it feels that way. I, I'm supposed to take my son, Tilo, to a, a thing later, so I'm going to try not to interrupt the podcast too much, and I know I'll fail. Uh, Is that the punchline or the setup? I mean, a little bit of both, honestly. Jonathan, you're yeah. listening to Being Jim Davis. Let me tell you about the specials we have today. Our soup is a tomato basil. Now, I know this is not a canned tomato. These are It's tomato season. These are fresh, organic, heirloom tomatoes bursting with flavor. Basil grown right out the back garden. Uh, it's a chicken stock, but we can do it vegetarian if you want. That's the only special we have. Can I get you some drinks or maybe some chips and salsa for the table? Yeah, can we get some, actually, can we get some guacamole? I'd, I'd, I'd like some guacamole. Unfortunately, we're fresh out of guacamole because avocados don't exist in this imaginary universe we're creating. <laughs> oh, oh, what a what a dark and depressing It became a dystopia. You didn't see that coming. It's like what an episode of the avocados? fucking Twilight Zone exist? over here. <laughs> Do Haas avocados exist? No avocados exist. So what? It, imagine a world that's never known the creamy goodness of an avocado. I don't remember which is the difference and like which is the the good one and which is the bad one. There's no such thing as a bad avocado in my world. It's, it's like good like good Hodgkins, you know. Yeah, like avocados um, do bad things sometimes, but they're no <laughs> bad avocados. They're just misguided. Yeah. Avo- look, avocados don't kill people. People <laughs> with avocados kill it's people. True, <laughs> listeners, we are going to kill you with an avocado. <laughs> anyway, a, a Haas avocado. My name is <laughs> my name is Christopher Winner, and I'm Jim Davis. My name is Jonathan Gibson, and I'm Jim Davis. Already gone off the rails. Jonathan, today is Tuesday, November 29, 1983. Today we're reading the 1,990th ever Garfield strip, a rare Garfield before a rare palindrome. What happens in today's Garfield? It's exciting. I don't know what you just said. Well, that no, didn't make well, sense, next, but that's all right. I'm next move Garfield on. is 1991. That's a rare palindrome. We hardly oh, ever get fucking temporarily before. Anymore. I thought you were talking about the sentence. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh no, I see what you mean. Okay. Yeah. That would. In today's sense. trip, Garfield is sitting weird. But who am I to judge? Mm, we judge the Garfields, like listeners. Yeah, it's literally the point of this. It really is what we what we do. So this is. I always like this setup. If I'm being honest where we get like a front view of John Arbuckle's car. Like we're looking through the windshield at John and Garfield. John's um, in the driver's seat. Uh, uh, stage left, house right. Garfield's in the passenger whoa, seat. Whoa, 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 uh-huh. whoa, 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 whoa. CaliforniaAvocado.com slash Avocado 101. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go on. We're often asked, which is it? Uh, Haas Avocado or... Has avocado. Mm. Uh, the correct spelling is H A S S. The word rhymes with class oh. and is often mistaken to rhyme with Haas or Haas. Has. So it's Has avocado. It's named after Rudolph Haas, mm. a California postman. He who has patented the Haas avocado. The Haas, Haas avocado wow. in 1935. It's Haas. Yeah. It's Haas. I could go for like a half a Haas. You know. uh, I'm going to keep saying Haas. Yeah, why not? Who's going to stop it? I like it because it sounds like... You know how like cowboys sometimes say Haas instead of horse? 
I don't understand yeah. that. And then they call a person hoss, but that person's obviously not a horse. Cowboys are dumb. <laughs> Fucking cowboys. What are they even doing? So John and Garfield are in the car. Mm-hmm. John's driving. Garfield's yep. in the passenger seat Shotgun. with his feet up on the dash. Yeah, big old feet. Big old honking feet. John is gripping the wheel at like 11.30 and 12.30. Yes. That's <laughs> a highly inappropriate way to hold the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. And Garfield and he, looks mm-hmm. like he's not happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and John says something extremely apropos. Mm-hmm. He's leaning over to Garfield and he says, You don't look happy, Garfield. John should keep his eyes on the road. Mm-hmm. He's not looking yeah. forward at all. This feels like the setup for like like them getting in a car wreck, you know, like any any time in a movie or a TV show or whatever, mm-hmm. like we see the driver of a vehicle like turning around or looking in a different direction than in, than the street. I feel like that's a, like a signal that they're about to like get T-boned or something. Jonathan, I agree with you. I also feel that way in real life. Like if I'm in a car mm-hmm. with someone and mm-hmm. they're just looking all around as they're driving, I'll be like Man, yeah, the writers are really laying on the foreshadowing here. Yeah, the dramatic irony is a little thick. Mm. So in panel two, Garfield, John Arbuckle is just looking off to his left. He's not looking forward at all. Garfield is looking at John, and he responds in Thinkalog, and he says, Happy about going to the clinic? Put yourself in my shoes. Now, this is clearly metaphorical because we can see Garfield's feet and he's not wearing shoes. So we mm-hmm. know that this is not literal language. Is this a hypophoric question? Um, I don't think it is. Maybe, I guess not strictly. He'd... Like it's not a, it's not like a yes, no. It's, it's not a, what is, what kind of question is that? It's more like <laughs> it's an a, interjection in the he... form of a question. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, in the last panel, Garfield continues, uh, you get to flirt with the lady vet while I get the business end of her thermometer. Mm. It's a it's a Garfield's butthole joke. It is. a. It's finally at long last. How do you think Liz, Liz the vet must be like the world's best veterinarian if she can even find Garfield's butthole? <laughs> Yeah, well, it's you know it's probably why she went to school. Mm. <laughs> Do you think does a business does a thermometer have a business end? Yeah, I feel like you know the end you stick into either your butt or your mouth is probably mm. the business. Hopefully, not both is is the business end. But but it's not like I mean I guess it depends on the thermometer. I feel, but it's it's not like like mm-hmm. if, like a traditional thermometer where it's all like the same. You know, it's just a cylinder, kind yeah. of, a glass cylinder. Mm-hmm. With a little bump at the end. like the. I, yeah, I feel like it wouldn't, I feel like it's going to be unpleasant either way. I mean, I would choose my mouth, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, right. <laughs> Jonathan, like a, a lot of the people who listen to this program are younger than us. When did the traditional thermometer go out of use, go out of vogue? Like, I feel like I, I can't tell you the last time I used a thermometer that you put under your tongue and there's mercury in it and shit. Um, 
Yeah, I, def- I don't. I, I think it would. I think. Uh, I don't know if you can even get mercury expertise. ones anymore. Yeah. Because so. um, it was during our lifetimes, yeah. I think. Because I, I definitely remember seeing and using them when I was a child. Oh, yeah, as a child, totally. It was all the rage mm-hmm. when I was in mm-hmm. elementary school. All the cool kids what, were using traditional <laughs> what kids would do on the playground. You know? Yeah. They're like, hey, give me the business end of that thermometer, hey. You put, know? Put, put that thermometer in the business end. Mm. You know, stick the business end of the thermometer up your business. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I feel like, I feel like that's, that, that's what's really being said here with the business end part. Mm. I guess so. Yeah, that's the, I mean, it's clearly the implication is that Garfield's going to yeah. get it up, the, up his bum. That's fun. That's it's where, it's where you put it. Yeah, that's fun. It's fun. Um, Jonathan, you've mm-hmm. been listening to Being Jim Navis. This is the brand new radio show everyone's talking about, neighbor. <laughs> I, actually, that reminds me. I've got some notes here. Jonathan, as you well know, so number one, Tuesday mailbag. Well, have to wait for another day. Number two, as you mm-hmm. well know, Jonathan, this podcast is uh, is re- available via Spotify, the streaming streaming program Spotify. So my understanding is now, um, as part of that deal, we are required to spread some vaccine misinformation. Oh God! So I got some. No, it's don't worry. I got some here. I got it covered. I got it. Oh, okay. So here's okay. some here's some misinformations okay. about vaccine. Number one, a vaccine is a kind of motorcycle. Vaccine misinformation number two. In its youth, the measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine played bass for Pat Benatar. (laughs) And number three, in England, they call vaccines chips. (laughs) There you go. So now we're allowed to stay on Spotify. That's always good. Okay. Thank you. I like the one about Pat Benatar. That's a good punch. Who's to say it's not true? I don't remember who her Mm -hmm. bassist was. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. You can you can do some misinformation uh, too if you want. I didn't mean to hog the misinformation. I, I can't. I'm incapable of speaking falsely. It's true. It's true. Thank you and good night. Thank you and good night. podcast was brought to you by the pitch drop podcast network like what you just heard support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop and while you're at it check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows